Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true heel phenom, SP3. We are live on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. Uh, we took a week off, but we are back at it. It's when espresso and whiskey meet. It is Mocha Mondays. I am back with my esteemed colleague, the E in extreme, the E in energy, and the E in worst takes um <laughs> my guy mommy niangi's baby boy sadie first of all thank you so much for getting my surname right it took you a few weeks or a month to or a couple of months to get it right number two sat e e stands for excellent takes because my takes are fearless i am not a sheep i am a shepherd i lead v to the promised land. Nyangi, right here. We are back, baby. We took one week off because of technical difficulties. It wasn't art difficulties, but it was technical for some reason. But we are back again. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow Wrestling Daily. Get us to 15K subscribers because you know what happens when we get there? We get to do Quizzlemania War Games and Whoop Wrestle Talks. B -b -b booty SP3. booty What's booty is this? is on the menu because we're going to talk about the guy who says a lot of booty in his promos we're going to talk about him today we're going to talk about the weekend that was we had ring of honor death before dishonor you had uh smackdown and rampage on friday there is a lot to get into and we are so dedicated to giving you mocha mondays i i i had to avoid my laptop being on the fritz and i am still here with you because i wanted to i i said no more weeks off of mocha mondays we got to give the people what they want we're giving the people what what they want, Sat. Give them what they want in the name of uh, Dave Batista. Give me what I want. Give it now. Are you going to tell us? Absolutely. As usual, you know what to do, folks. Drop a like on this video. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family on all your favorite social media platforms. If you are new to the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here. Five days a week, including last Friday, where my, my people, Miss Chrissy Love, Top Guy JJ, from True Hill Heat, completely broke 
the swear jar. The, it was the the most uncensored, unfiltered edition of Wrestling Daily. Yet, um, I would show the clip of Miss Christy Love's uh, take on Tessa Blanchard, but that would probably make this video unmonetized again. But I'm not going to do that. Check out the Friday edition if you want to know what she had to think about Tessa Blanchard and everything else where we talked about AEW Dynamite beating Monday Night Raw in the key 18 to 49 key demo. And now on this edition of Wrestling Daily, our titular news is kind of a segue from that, a kind of a result of that, where WWE is pretty much hot-shotting some stuff on Monday Night Raw and have even had a WWE superstar spoil Monday Night Raw or spoil what's going to happen. Well, basically what's going down is that Monday Night Raw was supposed to be main evented tonight by RK-Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle defending the Raw Tag Team titles against MVP and the WWE champion Bobby Lashley. If you watch Monday Night Raw last week, Lashley and MVP won a tag team turmoil, which pretty much went the duration of Monday Night Raw. Uh, and they, they even promoted at the end that we were going to get that tag team title match on the show tonight. But apparently, no, 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 that's not what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We, instead, we are going to get Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship tonight in a, a weird thing. And this was, uh, of course, announced after Dynamite uh, beat Raw in the 18 to 49 demo. It was uh, it was announced, I believe, during uh, SmackDown. Excuse me. See, this is what happens <laughs> during uh, SmackDown on Friday. So it's a whole big change. And then to add on to things that, your boy, Big E, announced on uh, Twitter today that he plans on cashing in the money in the bank and becoming the WWE champion. So what's your thoughts on the change to Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley for tonight, as well as Big E planning to cash in money in the bank? Well, I think it's coincidental, kind of like how Samoa Joe happened to get injured, you know, a couple of days before. We're going to get to that. Right. (laughs) Okay. What I want to say is they're taking a page out of WCW in 1998 when they start to feel the heat of the WWF coming back during the Monday Night Wars. I 100% believe that the numbers that AEW has been getting has finally made WWE realize that they can't really mess around too much. So that's the equivalent of hotshot in a legend to come on Raw just to spruce up the rating. And it can also be an argument that is maybe it's not AEW. It could be because the NFL, you guys, you know, your, your little sports That's game, also you true. Are, you know, you guys, you know, like to compete with WWE. It could be that because that could be a great um, headline news where they're like, WWE be like, no, listen, it's the NFL playoffs. We usually, you know, try our best, you know, not to lag in ratings. That could be the reason why. But the fact that AEW done great numbers, kind of made a coincidental that they've made a change. For me, I'm worried about the fact that if they spoil this match on Raw, because it could end in a disqualification and still have it in Extreme Rules, but I still feel like they'll yeah. kind of dilute the, the aura that was two guys that haven't touched in, like, what, 15 years, and all of a sudden, they've touched on Raw, and they're going to see it again. It's, it's kind of like the curse of Sheamus and Drew. That one great match on Raw, they start doing it you know, over and over again to the point it was diluted and you no longer wanted to see it. That's the only negative I have. They couldn't save the tag team match. They could have done a tag team match tonight, like planned. But again, maybe it might be a triple threat match at um, No Way Out. I mean, sorry, No Way Out, it's Extreme Rules. What do you think? 
they could switch it up if if this was just the change to Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. I would say you're completely right that it has more to do with Monday Night Football than AEW beating them in the 18 to 49 demo. But the fact that Big E put out the tweet saying that he plans on cashing in money in the bank and becoming the WWE champion. That, my friend, screams of desperation from WWE. They know that the fans love Big E, and they know that fans are going to tune in to see if Big E is going to become WWE champion. So that, I think, says more to AEW beating them in the 18-49 to 49 demo to me. Um, I'm not saying that I am 100% correct. It could be more of Monday Night Football. But if AEW is already beating them in the 18-49 to 49 demo without Monday Night Raw going up, uh, going up against Monday Night Football, then this is another reason why you have to hotshot some things. And I think that the plan in the future was probably for Big E to transition over to Monday Night Raw and cash in uh, you know, the money in the bank to become the WWE champion. But I believe that they might be pushing it up to get the fans to tune in. Do I... On the other hand, do I 100% believe we're going to get that tonight? No. But the fact that they're promoting it on Twitter is a way to get fans to tune in. And I know me, myself, I don't usually watch Monday Night Raw live. I will be tonight. Well, just to add another thing, because it wasn't that long ago when Becky was waiting in the wings to return. She, too, was putting on it. Okay, she put out hints. She didn't do a, a biggie, which Biggie directly was saying, hey, I'm going to cash in. Because it may not even happen. You may not even get Biggie coming out into like, you know, the last 20 seconds yeah. of the show before it goes, goes off the air or something like that, knowing WWE. Um, but like you said, it does scream of WWE trying to get some sort of buzz because lately their buzz has been bees or, or flies swarming around garbage. Bzzz. That's because, you know, they've been releasing the hot, hot garbage you know, not letting Zelina Vega wrestle or at least have a segment on SmackDown. I mean, they're really making weird choices. That's what I love about this whole upspring and positive vibes from AEW. All of a sudden, you're like, ah, this abusive relationship I'm in, not so great anymore. I can leave it now and go for this new hot young lover that's giving me everything I want. Oh man, we we are we are cheating on WWE, and you know the WWE fans is like, why are you cheating on WWE? WWE's been so good to you; they took care of your family. They, you know that's what fans were saying to Brian Danielson, at least. But yes, uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things going on. But do you do you think that we are going to see Big E win the WWE Championship tonight, Sat? Um, I'm. Ooh, ooh. It's, you put me on the spot. It's kind of like with, yes, with, with, my, my, with my Adam Cole take. I wasn't too sure because I, I didn't think, you know, then when I was kind of Yeah, hesitant. yeah, yeah. I, I was going to wait for that. I was going to wait to bring up because this is oh. the first time we are together since All Out. And uh, yeah, your, your Adam Cole take aged about as well as uh, my wife putting some of my twins' um, milk on the terrace for like a week and a half. And it's all chunky. And yeah, yeah, it didn't, didn't. Didn't age too well, sour. especially when you it's consider sour. when you consider how he debuted with AEW and the, the reported plans that there was for Adam Cole on the main roster. It is like the exact opposite of what you wanted for him on the main roster. But we will get to that. You can okay, answer the question there. now. Okay, I'm going to answer the we, question, okay? Yeah. Okay, on one hand, I can see uh, Lashley beating Orton 
and then having Big E cashing in and winning. And then you got a match between Lashley and Big E and probably Randy Orton because a bit pissed off that he originally had a number one contender spot. You can fantasy book in that way. Or you can go to WWE route, which is baiting people to watch the show and say no. So I'm going to go with no. I'm going to play. I'm going to gamble. I choose violence all the time. Not playing it safe. Not telling people what they want to hear. No. I don't think he's going to cash it in. No. They'll tease it, but no. You know what's that? I, I have to agree with you. I don't see them doing it. I see them creating a story that might might lead to Big E being on Monday Night Raw a little bit more often, and it becomes an ongoing story. But do I think that they're going to hot shot it completely? No. But we might see Randy Orton win the WWE Championship. I think that's how we we curve expectations and they might go that route. I don't know, but it's going to be probably the most interesting Monday Night Raw in years or this year for sure. And all of that can be thanked to by AEW beating them in the 18 to 49 demo. I think this is all what people have always wanted. They wanted AEW to be so good that it motivates WWE. And I think that that's what we're seeing. We're going to be seeing tonight. We're going to see WWE being motivated by AEW beating them in the 18 to 49 key demo. And we might see a very good Raw. After last week was a pretty good Raw. I think we might see a very good Raw, especially coming off the heels of one of the best episodes of SmackDown this year in Madison Square Garden. So there's a lot for us to discuss. But we want to hear from all of you guys. Right down below me, you see it. WrestleTalk dot com forward slash wrestling daily we want to hear your hot takes we want to hear what you think do you think big e is going to cash in money in the bank do you think randy orton's going to win the wwe championship is this all wwe's little plot to make us watch a monday night raw and be disappointed let us know wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily and you can be a part of the discussion here but that you brought it up in the opening other big news of this weekend was yesterday on Twitter, of all places, two days before NXT 2.0 on, on the USA Network, Multicolors Hip Hop Song by Wale, Samoa Joe has vacated the NXT Championship after winning the championship back at TakeOver 36 uh, just three weeks ago now and beating Karrion Cross. He hasn't really been in any matches since then, but he is reportedly injured and he's not been cleared and been sidelined by WWE Medical and released the title. How surprised were you by this announcement? And I have to ask this question because we've been seeing the speculation and the conspiracy theorists of the wrestling world come out in force. Do you believe that it's an actual injury or do you believe this is all part of the rebrand and the reshuffle of NXT? All right. First of all, um, it took him three weeks. I don't know. Usually when you're injured, it's just, you know, straight away, right? Like, I don't know. Because yes. I, I go back to Finn Balor. He wins the title and the next day on, on, on Raw, you know, had to vacate it. And then the simple fact is two things. One, if it's a real injury, man, it took three weeks to go, man, you know what? I really am injured. I'm going to give up the title. It's just, I don't know. It's quite, for me... When I saw the when I saw the headline, I ain't gonna lie. I I, I went. I smell a rat. Oh, it smells appalling. Who? It smells like uh, a conspiracy on on my end. And the, and the second one is, if he's injured, he should hang it up. 
Didn't he just come back from an injury? Didn't he? Wasn't he yes, the whole reason why he's doing commentary? Because he came back to uh, team up with KO against Seth Rollins and his and his you know apostles and 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 so forth. You know, and and then after that he got injured and he went back on the commentary table because <laughs> he's the apostles, right? He had Murphy and he had was it? Was it Orchid? Was it what was the team's name? The other one, Arthur's of Pain. Yeah, exactly. He came back from the commentary table to the aid the feud. Then he got taken out again and went back to the commentary table. Then he did WrestleMania. Then he got released. Then he got rehired. In a poncho. Then he was an authority figure. And then, then after that, he won the title. And then injuries again. That's like Samojo's career. He's trying to high five, you know, Ahmed Johnson and Mr. Kennedy. That for me is a bad 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 indication that Samoa Joe's banged up and also he made the right decision going back to the WWE because think about it if he was going yeah. you know trying to do indie dates or AEW he I think it's time for him to you know settle more into his new role that that, that they've, they've been grooming for him because that is terrible if if he's really injured no bueno hang hang your hat up if he's not injured no bueno, that's not fair. We were getting so close to the dream matches. But yeah, I, I think I smell a I don't know, I smell a rat. It's too coincidental. My life, listen, I have coincidences in my life, but it's too coincidental for my liking. SB3, what do you think? The timing is a little bit off for sure. And I do understand why a lot of people have thought like, oh, this is all a part of the rebrand. But it just begs the question of why did he win the title in the first place? Like, you could have put over, you could have used all the equity that you bailed up with Karrion Cross, making this him this undefeated beast, making him beat the Mount Rushmore of NXT. And you could have put over somebody like Kyle O'Reilly or somebody like Pete Dunne, who is going to be on the brand for the next five, maybe ten years if you're talking about Pete Dunne. Because I, I mean, if Pete Dunn, if Pete Dunn is wants to be safe, he should just stay on NXT. Where no, uh, Triple H loves this him. This is this is why we got in this situation. This is why there's NXT 3.0 because it's not 2.0. Because the the NXT we all love that was 2.0. But yeah, NXT yes. 3.0. Yeah, Pete Dunn. He's meant to do this like arc. He is the logical next champion. Because yes. let's be honest. The old NXT regime couldn't book babyface champions after Finn Balor left and Shinsuke Nakamura's yep. reign was a bit wishy-washy. So I can't really put Nakamura yeah. on the list. He was like the first victim of them not really knowing how to push a babyface champion. Um, yeah, because he only he only made it to the next takeover and he lost it back to Samoa Joe. And then that was only a week run because they were in Japan and they had him win there. And then he lost at the very next takeover to Bobby Roode. So you're absolutely bingo. right. The only, the only babyface... NXT champions that had long-lasting runs are Neville and Finn Balor, both times, Finn Balor. Like, any any other time that it's been a babyface, it's been a very short-term run. Even someone like Keith Lee, who has a dominant force, a dominant look to him, he was only champion for as long as they wanted to bring him up to the main roster. And even Allegedly, when he won the title, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but even even when he won the title, it was really to compete with AEW and Fighter Fest. They just wanted to you know come up with a big main event matchup for the Great American Bash. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. NXT doesn't know how to book babyface champions, but it's just like, really, why did you put the belt on Joe? Like that that's my whole thing. If this is just them, this is a part of the rebrand plan. 
it's just very, it just looks very, very bad. And it looks very, very last minute. And it looks like nobody is on the same page, which we've heard reports that, uh, yeah, you know, Bruce and uh, Vince are going to be in charge. And then it was, no, it's uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Matt Bloom are still in charge. But it really looks like there's too many cooks in the kitchen and they don't know what the other person's cooking right now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Man, before I continue, we've got a couple of ultra chats. So please send in more of your ultra chats. We're going to read it, what, towards the end? SP three. We we will read. We can we can we can read a few because we got we since we got okay, a few right now we can read a few after after you know you we we finish with this topic we can definitely get to those. All right, cool. Yeah, like I was saying, I feel like out of everyone on on that list of current NXT stars, I feel like Pete Dunne should be champion or, or LA Knight. I think LA. I don't know. Pete Dunne feels like. Is like Triple H in '99, where you can see they're grooming him. He's he's got his own faction yeah. behind. Pete Dunne's got his faction behind him. He's squaring up with so many different wrestlers, and he screams like a guy who's itching to get to the next level. And I can buy Pete Dunne because Pete Dunne's one of the rare wrestlers in NXT that hasn't been ruined by booking. He's been booked consistently well, and then I feel like you know it, it's now or never with him because he's got. A, why put him in a dominant faction? They're building up. You know, because no offense to Diamond Mines, Diamond Mines is in rebrand re number three or whatever it is that, that we we can, you know, visit, visibly see. But I feel like Pete Dunn's group, the way they're being positioned, we can buy that domination with, with Pete Dunn being champion. LA Knight, I would like him to win, but he can just be North American champion, you know, even though That's true. I, I'm, watch, I'm watching age because now the WWE is now back to being ageists. You know, <laughs> that's what that's what I was saying, like in this whole because you can think that, you know, they took the title off of Samoa Joe to have a big title match on this show with the fatal four way. 
But when you look at the Fatal 4-Way and you look at the numbers and the ages behind this, you have 38-year-old L.A. Knight. You got 36-year-old Tommaso Ciampa. You got 34-year-old Kyle O'Reilly. Pete Dunn's the youngest there. He's 27, 28 years old. And he is not a fit. We don't know if he's officially signed with the promotion. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on here. And these are not the best choices for NXT right now long term. So I don't know what the reasoning behind this. I, I hope that WWE puts out a more like fuller medical report and lets us know what's the reasoning behind Samoa Joe not being able to compete. Because I'm not going to 100% say that it's uh, all due to them trying to do the rebrand and not and wanting a new champion now that they're doing this NXT 2.0 because we have seen with Bailey she did training at the performance center and she got injured. Samoa Joe before this had been he did a commercial and that's how he got his concussion before. So it could be a multiple of reasons where you know it, it doesn't make sense that he got injured in that match against Karrion Cross, but maybe it's he was training and he got hurt. There's a lot of different aspects to this that, you know, I, I think that the conspiracy, the conspiracy theorists are not taking into hand, but it does, the timing does feel a little bit fishy. I love it. SP3 said, I want to see a doctor's note, mate, because I don't believe you. I want to see a doctor's note. Dude! Dude, man, you know we used to always shut a call out from school. And let me just tell you, I hope I hope none of my teachers from elementary school are watching because my mom worked in a hospital. So I used to I used to have the trick where my mom used to ask one of the doctors at her job for the doctor's note and then she would fill it out for me. So when I went to the miss a class or something, that was the that was the cheat code that I have. And I feel like WWE just grabbed one of the doctor's notes and they just said WWE medical sideline Samoa Joe and ain't trying to tell us what's the reasoning behind it. SP3, did you just snitch on your mother? Does she know that you, sn- you, you snitch on her? You just snitched Bryce everyone snitching. on here. You just dry, dry snitching. You have to call her after the show and, and say to her, Mama, there's this one episode I've done and I think I've landed you in it. So just hide for a couple of weeks because it might get hot. She'll in the be all right. She'll be all right. She'll be all right. She'll be fine. So, Seth, you want to you wanna read off the uh, first uh, couple of ultra chats that we got here? Yeah, Remember, yeah, we got folks, a yeah. we want to hear from you whether it's about tonight's WWE Raw and if you think Big E is going to be the next WWE champion, if you think Bobby Lashley is going to retain, you think Randy Orton's going to win. What do you think about Samoa Joe? Do you think it's a conspiracy for the new NXT or is he really hurt? Let us know. WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. But, Seth, let's hear what the people got to say already. It's my first time reading like ultra chats, you know. It's like in classroom, I know, I'm so you proud. Just stand up and then read in front of people. This is from Slamming Sammy Joe. He's saying, Raw is on tonight. I haven't tuned into Raw in forever. Is there any reason for me to tune in? Also, aside from Owens and Zayn, who else would you like to see leave WWE? I'd pick Liv Morgan and Cesaro to join their tag partners, Ruby Soho and Chris Hero. SB3, what do you think? Oh, um, AJ Styles would be at the top of my list as far as really? people I would want to see leave WWE because he has unfinished business with Kenny Omega. We've kind of seen that, you know, people can join the rejoin the elite or go against them. There's a lot of storyline, you know, uh, possibilities there. And the fact that, you know, 
they, the unfinished business with AJ Styles and Kenny Omega is all about Kenny Omega turning his back on AJ Styles and becoming the leader of the Bullet Club. And we've seen the success that has that was propelled for AJ Styles from there, becoming WWE champion, becoming one of the top stars of that promotion. Also for Kenny Omega, he became the IWGP heavyweight champion, IWGP intercontinental champion, sold a buttload of merch, started AEW. So these two guys have gone their separate ways and gone on to the biggest, biggest success of their career, but they still have unfinished business with each other. So that's why I say AJ Styles. And where they positioning AJ Styles right now is not my cup of tea. I'm, I'm all for almost getting the experience, and he's been booked excellent, excellently. I will say I, they've done an expert job of building up almost, but I want more for AJ Styles. So that's why I say Styles. You know what? Yeah. AJ Styles is having his WWE career in reverse. He, he, he you know, came into the company hot. See, that this, the stage that AJ Styles is right now in his career is what everyone feared that would happen for him in the beginning, right? He's that guy that is super talented, but yet somehow he's stuck in the tag team where he's playing second fiddle, where they see the bigger guy as like more of like the prospect. But because AJ Styles had a banner career the first couple of years, he, you know, you have to think about it. He had Undertaker's last match. He's, you know, he's not the AJ Styles of old. He's not the AJ Styles we grew up in watching in TNA, RH, or, you know, any other independent companies you saw him in. He's in that stage of his career where he's content because I think his WWE legacies helped him relax a bit. And number two, he was never part of the elite. That's that's the part that makes me laugh because they don't have rights to Bullet Club. Everyone can join the elite. The elite was a small group, hence called elite. If everyone's if everyone if everyone and their mother, you know, Sue, who drives a car for best friends, you know, Chet Beretta's mom, if she can join in, she's well, all elite. Exactly, she's all elite. She's all elite. <laughs> being being the elite is different than being part of the elite, part of the super clique. You know what I'm saying? There's there's different measures inside a group. Just to you know, round things up and not ramble. No, not AJ Styles. I think should be Cesaro. Even though I think with the arrival of the guys that come in now, like Punk and and Danielson, he may not be in that position where we want him to be in terms of being a champion. But I feel like at least we have a presence. I feel like he's the kind of guy who'll be on on, on all the darks, all the elevations. If he have a prime spot in on Rampage, he won't win the title straight away. He might get a sympathy title win for like a month, maybe down the line, because people demand it. But I see him being like Eddie Kingston, where a guy that fought so hard to you know to make it in the main stage, he always have some sort of presence compared to right now, where he's a bit. Inconsistent, we're a bit up and down. It's like a yo-yo or it's like a roller coaster. Yay for Cesaro, boo, where Cesaro? Yay for Cesaro, boo, the bird Cesaro. Yay for Cesaro, yeah, boo. You know, you get what I mean, guys. Now I got one more hey. second chat. Got a second chat. Sorry. Hey, let's go. All right, <laughs> I'm I'm excited. This is from Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. Long time since I got to watch live, so I've got a hot take and a question. Oh. Hot take. Vince <laughs> kicks off NXT tomorrow. Mentions Poison and NWO music hits. <laughs> and the question is, as WWE are an entertainment company, what do we replace the word wrestling with in WWE? Well, they, they replace it with sports entertainment. It's yeah, sports entertainment. That's what, that's, what it's, that's what it's been for a while, but uh, I mean, they, they replace Federation with entertainment, so they can easily come up with another W word for wrestling. But World they... they entertainment. Yeah, there you go. World, worldwide entertainment. There you go. They, they just... 
No, no, no. They, they, yeah, they were de- they were WWF back in the day, mm-hmm. and they could just go back to W uh, Worldwide Worldwide Entertainment. They can just I go see. that route if they wanted to. You just hurt me with it. Too many letters, man. Woo, woo. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with what I said. WSC, World Sports Entertainment. They call themselves sports entertainment. They're not wrestling. What is wrestling? The thing that made you a billionaire, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, yeah. He don't. Other part, he don't want to accept that. <laughs> and the other part, how would you feel? I don't know. It's, it sounds. I don't know. It sounds too far fetched. But how would you feel though? Vince McMahon comes out. You know. My Vince McMahon voice because I'm not doing it anymore. I'm retiring that. It's too much of a, of a crutch. I've done it too many times. Once you do a joke, it's funny. Second, third, fourth time, yeah, you're doing a bit too much. Yeah. Imagine my Vince voice. He comes out, welcome to NXT, and then you hear NWO and you get Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and the racist coming out and, you know, hogging up Spotlight. That would not even feel like him injecting poison into the WWE. That would feel like Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff coming to TNA Impact and bringing back the band and the Nasty Boys. That's what that would feel like to me. I mean, I do. I I think that we are going to probably get a main roster talent going back to NXT tomorrow. That's what I, I really think they're going to – maybe one, maybe two. I think that – but I think that we are going to see – somebody from the main roster who Vince considers a star to a certain level, they're going to be called back to NXT to start off this rebrand. Maybe he injects them into the fatal four way and makes it a fatal five way. And that's the guy that's going to win the NXT championship. I can see them going that type of route. Do I think that Vince is going to be on camera? No, but that's what I think they're going to do. Who who do you think is going to be the guy, the guy you think it could be? Because his name has been in the news and because this is something that he's wanted in the past and this is going to be Vince's way to appease him and try to re-sign him come January, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens will become the next NXT champion. You know what? That's not that's not too far fetched. I, I, my my one was gonna be what I don't know, Chad Gable. If we're gonna do your style, Brady well, he doesn't view him as a star. He doesn't view him as a star at all. So that's why I said it has to be somebody that Vince sees as a certain level of star, not the top echelon, because he's not gonna put a Roman Reigns, a Seth Rollins, anyone in that sphere. He's not gonna put them onto NXT because he wants them for the main roster. They got to make the real money on Fox and USA Network. You know, the NXT was just a side deal with the new deal for uh, USA Network. But someone like a Kevin Owens, he's at that second tier where Vince won't see it as a big loss, but he still views him as a big enough star to bring eyes to NXT. Man, you know, okay, that 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 take that takes good. That's all our hot takes we have at the moment, guys. Please send in your ultra chats, and I'll do my best best voice and read it out and be so eloquent. Yes, right here. Yes, <laughs> yes. wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. If you're just joining us now, drop a like on this video, share this video on all your favorite social media platforms. If you're new to the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified. If I look a little fuzzy today, it's because I had technical difficulties on my laptop and I am filming this from my phone. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna let you down and say no Mocha Mondays for the second straight week. So I made it happen. 
I made it happen any way I can. So Uptown Avondale, you can save your jokes. I know you're, I'm not even looking at the comment section, but I know Uptown Avondale done said I look like I'm in like a microscope or something like that already. But I, I had to get, I had to bring you some Mocha Mondays this Monday. I couldn't miss two weeks in a row. So I made it happen. And that's why I look a little fuzzy today. So excuse me, I will be back to normal on Wednesday. I will have a new laptop. So, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate your thoughts, and I appreciate you, you know, biding with us. But, Sat, there was more to discuss from the weekend that was uh, you had ROH Death Before Dishonor. Uh, they had uh, Bandito defeating EC3, Brody, Lee, uh, Brody King, excuse me, and uh, Demonic Flamita to defend the ROH World Championship. But we also had WWE releases show up on the show. On the pre-show, they had Alex Zane uh, win the Honor Rumble and qualified to get a shot at, at Bandito for the ROH World Championship. You had Jake Atlas versus Taylor Rust. Uh, Taylor Rust getting the victory over uh, Jake Atlas. So ROH definitely in the news. But our boy, Jonathan Gresham, that was the big talking point for me. Our boy, Jonathan Gresham, ended his 385-day reign as the pure wrestling champion, losing to Josh the Goods Woods. Yes, I thought I thought the same thing. But what we got Damn. at the end of the night, but what we got at the end of the night was Bandito winning that fatal four-way, and then Jonathan Gresham shaking his hand and looking at the ROH World Championship. So my question for you, Sat, do you think Jonathan Gresham is going to be the challenger for Bandito come final battle at the end of the year? And do you think Josh Jonathan Gresham will be the next ROH World Champion? Oh man, you put me in the spot there because I was thinking that you know Shane Taylor, Shane Taylor should you know get a title before. I, I else, was thinking right? him as well. I was thinking him as well, but that was when I believed Jonathan Gresham was just going to be pure wrestling champion for like ever. I thought he was going to go like two two years as champion. He's already the longest reigning champion, 385 days. He put over a new star in Josh Woods, so that was good. So he thinks that the Pure Wrestling Championship is in good hands, but now he wants to go after the ROH World Championship. I guess it make I guess it makes sense in terms of the the buzz and the goodwill he's built for himself during the pandemic. I mean, he's really he's I feel like he's 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 the breakout star of ROH during the pandemic. I mean, everyone uh, absolutely. Knew, I mean, everyone knew he's you know. I mean. Think about how much he's broken out. He's got Jay Lethal in his group, and Jay Lethal's playing second banana. Jay Lethal's just yes. moving his straps around left and right, not knowing what to do with himself. <laughs> Jonathan Gresham is the guy at the moment. Like he, he leads the foundation. He is the foundation. He's the nucleus for why RH has come out of you know near dead, you know, near death after losing New Japan and lose, losing the elite. Because that's what happened. That, that double whammy of losing people that, that was elevating your product is you know left them in dead zone. And then they had another guy who came in. The speaking now got rid of him. And then Jonathan Gresham coming in to save the day, bringing pure wrestling. The only member of elite they had left. They had to get rid of him. Mm, the the one nucleus to bring back the deal, New Japan. That was part of the reason why they brought this guy in and gave him the title. But no, they didn't go there. Jonathan Gresham saved the day. Brought back pure wrestling. Putting put RH back in his humble beginnings, reminding them of where they came from and what they're known for, which is wrestling. I don't mind it. I don't listen. Bandito is a great wrestler. He's the first luchador they've put the title on. You know, it breaks the tradition yeah. which they had. I'm enjoying how RH is taking more risks in terms of who they're putting the title on, and in terms of diversity, they're doing a great job. Um, 
But I wouldn't mind if they put the title on Jonathan Gresham just to capitalize on the hype. I feel like if he has this one match with Bandito, he's going to be back of the queue in probably a year's time win the title. But it's either him or Shane Taylor. Because I feel like Shane Taylor promotions, they're doing big things in, on the tag division, six, six man tag division. And I feel like it's his time. I feel that's one of the reasons why he's still there. I agree. It's kind of like Moose, why Moose do hangs around imp- impact. They want that world title before they free. And they're like, nah, we're gonna dangle it as long as we can until we use up all your, you know, good, good, goodwill, and then we're gonna chuck you along. What do you think, man? Hey, to be fair, are I would say Impact's done a good job because uh, Rich Swan was, you know, their their uh, champion for a good amount of time before Kenny Omega came through and took the title from him, and they they were consecutive shows. So I think it was. Uh, at the end of the year into this year, they had a couple of shows where it was Rich Swan versus Chris Bay, then Rich Swan versus Moose. So they do a great job at diversity at the top of the card. But ROH was kind of under the radar, doing an even better job than that. Before Josh Woods beat Jonathan Gresham for the Pure Wrestling Championship, all their champions were people of color. They had Bandito as the ROH World Champion, Gresham as the Pure Wrestling Champion. Their tag team champions were are uh, Kenny King and Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee is also the TV champion. They had also a great match we should mention uh, to determine their first woman woman's world champion uh, with Roxy versus Miranda Alize. Both of those ladies are women of color, and that was honestly I would say that was the best match of the night at Death Report Dishonor. Roxy is only 19 years old, man, and cool. she. Yeah. She went out there and she performed. It was a great story talking about her inexperience against the experience of Alize. Yeah, Roxy's only been wrestling for three years and she's the first uh, ROH Women's World Champion. So they're doing a great job underneath the radar as far as diversity, but also about protecting the fans during, you know, uncertain times with the global pandemic because they they also announced that that event last night for Ring of Honor was their last event that's going to be with fans because of the Delta variant with uh, the you know the virus they're going to go back to close set so it does hurt their TV product and probably their pay-per-views because you don't have that atmosphere. But Ring of Honor has done a an exceptional job of like protecting the fans and protecting their performers during these uncertain times. Definitely they have. And also shout out to the you know Ring of Honor for finally you know pulling the gun on women's division. They've tried in the past, you know, yeah. using Shimmer and other you know independent women's wrestlers. And you know, I feel like they've made like half-hearted attempts last night. You know, when the show was on, I feel like they finally are jumping on board because I feel like, uh, even though WWE is is weird, TNA had their their women's revolution like over a decade ago, but not that much people were watching and were paying attention because if it's not WWE, it doesn't really matter. That's what people have been trained to think. Then WWE had their moment in 2013 and 14 with the the horsewomen and, and Oscar. And then after that, NWA show and even like independent wrestling, women are doing well. You know, AEW's women division is finally shaping up after a long while. That was one of the weaker points of the company, which was the women's division. I feel like women are in a prime spot. Some of them are outperforming men. Their matches are incredible. I'm no longer shocked anymore. I mean, after WrestleMania's of women stealing the show, is for me, it's become part of the norm. And even watching independent yes. wrestling on YouTube, I've seen that women can actually kick ass and have a better match than men. I'm happy that it's finally become a thing in ROH because that's the one thing they were lacking in that department, which was women 
in a prominent spot. You know, it's it's time to have a a female shooter amongst the ranks that's going to shoot up a female Brian Danielson, a female Samoa Joe, you know, a female high flyer that's going to become an indie darling and might get signed by WWE or AEW. It's, let it be the women's turn to have that kind of, you know, the two Goliaths trying to fight for, you know, women wrestlers. So I'm happy, you know, that women's wrestling is finally becoming prime spot. I still think that WWE should do a 205 Live-esque show for women's wrestling. So all the women that don't get a chance to wrestle, they can be on there. I mean, that could have sorted out the Selena Vegas situation. That that gives me the perfect segue to talk about a uh, big news story over the over the weekend that had to do with women not getting on a show. And yes, I am talking about SmackDown in Madison Square Garden, the 20 year anniversary of uh, 9/11, just the you know the following day on Saturday. But you know one of the one of the main WWE stars that has a connection to the 9-11 uh, tragedy was none other than Selena Vega. And Selena Vega all day before SmackDown was promoting how big the show was, how, how it was an honor to perform in Madison Square Garden on the 20-year anniversary, how she had special gear made for the, the matchup. And it was reported by Fightful, uh, Fightful Select that the scheduled match with Zelina Vega and Carmella versus Tony Storm and Liv Morgan got scrapped from SmackDown. Now, I know a lot of people were up in arms, including Mick Foley, who's been very vocal about any issues that uh, WWE has had over the last couple of weeks. And he was very vocal, saying that he was heartbroken for Selena Vega to miss out on that opportunity to perform in Madison Square Garden on a show that meant so much to her. What was your thoughts on the fact that that happened and that the following day on Saturday, that hashtag give SmackDown woman a chance was trending worldwide? Because the last time something like this trend worldwide was give divas a chance and that eventually led to what you talked about earlier with the women's revolution with the four horsewomen with nxt coming to prominence and their devotion to women's wrestling what do you think is going to be the outcome coming out of this well congratulations to wwe for not reading the room as per usual tone deaf as per usual uh i thought doesn't I fail thought it was you know, there's a lot of times when, you know, I joke around on this show, you know, and I defend WWE just, you know, to create arguments because, you know, it's fun that way. But I couldn't, I can't defend what happened there because WWE may talk about they were one of the first responders in terms of entertainment after 9-11. Zelina Vega, Taya Trinidad, she lived it. This is a shoot thing that happened to her. She lost her father during 9-11. Yes. If you're going to talk about it so much, if you're going to promote your, like, 20-year anniversary SmackDown show... You know, you might as well also put in the person who's a who's a wrestling fan, a wrestler, an employee in the company, and someone who lost their father. Okay, fair enough. You can't have the match. At least a promo segment, a video package, anything. I think what WWE did there was was disgusting. I'm using the D word. It's disgusting, and there's no way you can defend it. You oh, they didn't have time. They could have given a two, three minute segment where, you know, she's talking and being real because they're showing all those highlight, those packages. She could have done the voiceover for it. Any little thing, you know. I agree. 
you know what? She voice over of what happened, 20 anniversary. It's her talking, and then not in the memory of her father. They could have done anything, but they done nothing, and I hate that. In terms of the women's, in terms of women's not, you know, match being scrapped. I heard a lot of other things got scrapped, but I'm happy that we're not tolerant of women not being on the show. You can't make excuses. You know, they can't proper rating or they don't have time for it. No, no, no. Always make time for women. Always make time. Equality is key. You can't preach it in the media, Stephanie McMahon. And then when it comes to actual thing and nothing really happens. So what did you think? Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is that it's the second week in a row that they had zero women's matches. Now, the last week they did a pretty good job of getting women on the show in different ways. They had about seven women featured on SmackDown last week. But this week you just had Bianca and Becky's contract signing, which was entertaining. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it was it wasn't entertaining. And it, it felt like the first time that Becky actually pulled off being a believable and effective uh, heel but at the end of the day you didn't have Naomi on to continue her story you scrapped that tag team match um, yeah the other segment that they also scrapped was a segment with Kevin Owens and Happy Corbin and coincidentally Kevin Owens been in the headlines a lot this is not the week to keep him off of a Madison Square Garden show but that's another bonehead decision there but yeah it's just I, I, I agree with you that I enjoy the fact that wrestling fans are very vocal and let WWE know how they feel and that women's wrestling needs to be appreciated it needs to be highlighted and that you can't always you know say that you're about equality and say you're about this and that and you're doing all these segments to promote saying never forget 9-11 and then you forget your wwe superstar that was close connected she lost her father in the 9-11 tragedy like how do you forget that how i totally agree with you like she should have been the voiceover for all those segments and i and i said this to a couple of people on twitter that okay you look at the whole show, and the whole show was really good. I, I've said it multiple times that it is it was the best WWE television show of the year. Besides the big omit of not having women on the show, outside of that, when you just take it in a vacuum, it was one of the better shows that they've done all year, and in my opinion, the best show they've done all year. But, okay, you're not going to scrap the Brock and Roman and Usos and Heyman first segment. You're not going to scrap the... the 10-man tag because you had your sports center moment with Trey Young, and they got a lot of pub from that and a lot of press from that. But Edge and Seth Rollins had one of the best TV matches of the year, but it went 24, 25 minutes. It would have been just as good being 20 minutes. The Usos and, and Street Profits had a very fun main event tag team match, but it went 15 minutes. It would have been just as fun and just as good if it went 10, 12 minutes because we got a lame finish anyway. We got a, a disqualification finish. Yes, that was probably the right finish because it made sense for Roman to break that up and keep the titles on his cousins. But if we're going to give us that finish, it doesn't need to be 15, 16 minutes long. could have been 12 minutes, and then you have your eight to nine minutes to fit this tag team match in. And I think the show would have been viewed even better and people wouldn't be complaining about the show and people would be like me and praising the show for how good it was. But I feel like they put a negative cloud on one of their best shows of the year because of all men and the, the females. SB, like you have to think this this sucks for, for the lady, you know, no matter how much Zelina Vega may say face, she comes back to the company to fire her husband, you know? 20 anniversary of when her father passed away, you know, it's a shared moment that she has with a lot of people during that tragedy. They didn't even acknowledge her. 
I want to know, find out how long her contract is because I wouldn't be shocked if she wants to leave at the end of it because it's not. It's, it's it sucks because I feel like you're bamboozled. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your husband's here. We got you know. I get. To, she chose love basically. You have to remember at the end of the day, she's married yeah. to the guy. That's her husband. You know, that's the that's her best friend. That's her life partner. She wanted to be with him. She comes back in. Ah, he's gone. That's probably the only reason why she came back. Twitch, you know, OnlyFans, whatever she could have done, she went nah. Being with my husband's more important, and she wanted to be next to him. And then he's gone, and then she's stuck there. And then the way they're treating her since, since she's come back, I. I Tell me what victory has she had on, on SmackDown. She's, she's lost every match. She's lost every match since she returned. She was wow. in the Money in the Bank, women's, uh, the, the Women's Money in the Bank, but she not, did not win a match to even get there. Barry Horowitz has, has got a better record than her that she, than she has at the moment. It's not really, yeah. It's not really nice. You can't pat herself in the back at the moment because her second run has been trash at the moment. Yeah, it, it, it's very, very uh, sad. And like you said, she chose love and she wanted to keep on her dream of being in the WWE. But that dream is not looking good as the days go on. But we want to know what you guys think about what happened on SmackDown. Any other talking points? What you feel about the woman being omitted off the card? What you thought about ROH Death Before Dishonor? And everything else we've talked about on this show. WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestling Daily. We will read out any other ultra chats we get at the end of the show you also are on, uh, yes give us some more we want to hear the hot takes i may sing i may sing it. a take yeah we, you know i may sing oh, a take you, for you, you guys you, you know i'm gonna put you on the spot now you, you gotta you gotta do that now before the end of the show we only got like 10 12 minutes well left. i need more takes and I'll, you know my pipes will be ready for it <clears throat> trust me it's worth the admission that you may pay for it bookie bookie dollars man <laughs> let's do this Boku, Boku, Boku for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you also on uh, on Friday, besides SmackDown, you also had uh, Rampage. We had a really great opener with Pac versus Andrade. Probably Andrade's best match uh, on AEW so far. I wasn't too much of a fan of the finish, but what did you think about Pac versus Andrade? Andrade getting the big win. And the bigger point, the post-match with, Pat, with uh, Andrade cutting ties with Chavo Guerrero and does this open the door thank you for for the the nature dad the nature father-in-law Ric Flair to be his manager I'm so glad you brought this up now okay first of all anyone that disparaged the good name of Andrade El Idolo I hope you're eating your feet right now you know you're eating dirt how dare you how dare you guys disparage the good name of Andrade thinking he didn't have what it takes. Andrade saw the comments. He saw the doubters. He, he saw the haters. They're saying they put more energy in the gym and in, in Charlotte than he does in the ring. He said, listen, guys, I got energy for all three. I can bang Charlotte, work out in the gym, and still put in a great match. What can you do? He did great. It, it, got, it goes to show you as well. Before, you know, I'm going to give you, you know, the platform. Shout out to Pack, best wrestler in the world. Possibly the best wrestler in the world. Doesn't get talked about enough. You know, best he wrestler. Doesn't. He give you a better promo than Kenny Omega. It's not Okay, stop it. Stop yes. it. Stop it. Sounds like stop it. Game of that, that, that's that's where that's, face. that's where I'm natural. gonna say you're blasting. He doesn't sound like he's you're gonna a cute card. He doesn't look no. like he's Kenny doesn't sound like Kenny. Kenny yeah. sounds like a, a, 19, a 1980s cartoon heel, and I love every moment of it. I will I not allow that. But I, I do, I do, 
I do agree with you that Pac doesn't get enough credit for being one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I compared him on uh, True Hill Heat this week to Kevin Durant or Stephen Curry for basketball fans, where they make shots that just look so easy and effortless. That's how Pac is in the ring. Like, he just does moonsaults and he does high-flying moves that just look so natural and it doesn't even look like he's trying. So that's what makes him one of the best in the world. And, uh, my God, with all the new people that are in uh, uh, AEW, I want to see Pac versus Adam Cole. I want to see Pac versus Brian Danielson. I want to see Pac versus CM Punk. Shoot, I, I, I put Pac in all these key matches and they would be one of the best matches of the year. Well, what I think we all should do together, we should collectively find a house for Pac to stay in the in the US. That's the only reason why he keeps missing shows because he's always traveling. He does not live in America. Always travel issues. I feel that's like that's true. the only thing that derailed his career: injuries and travel issues because of COVID or whatever. We all should collectively get together and and, and get him a, a place in America so that way he can continue building momentum. That's the only reason why his momentum gets shuffled off. You know, he's in a Death Triangle tag team with with um with Penta, then all of a sudden he's gone. I'm oh, sorry, not even Penta, sorry, Phoenix. He's in a tag team with Phoenix, yeah. and Penta's going, going out by himself, and then that gets derailed. Then he then he's building up momentum, then he gets injured. Building up momentum, ah, travel issues. So let's get in my house, or at least a tent in someone's garden. You know, you can do it Owen Hart, stay in someone's house. I mean, any one I mean, from America? I mean, he, he's a He's a doppelganger. You remember that promo where it was like multiple of him cutting the promo in his house? Yes. So he could just he could just take one and that person could live in the US and then he can go back home in the UK and be fine. But yeah, I agree with you. The only thing that has stopped Pac during his run in AEW have been travel issues and not wanting to live in the US. But anytime he's in the match and he's given time, he's delivered some of the best matches in AEW history. His match with Kenny Omega, in my eyes, is still the best dynamite match of all time the uh, the 30 minute iron man match so i just want more opportunities for pack but the same for andrade but what what do you think do you think andrade is gonna have rick flair in his corner if it was WWE, I'll say no. It would be like it would be more of the same thing. They would do like, like, like what they did with Dewdrop <laughs> and even Marie. It would just be a recurring thing where he abuses him if he if to be a scapegoat. Um, because the AEW, uh, third time's the charm. Andrade is fast becoming Jeff Jarrett 98, where he's like, they bring him in. Hmm, first, he's got the ponytail in his straps. And then next thing, he's double J. Next thing, they cut his hair, you know, Southern Justice and then Tennessee Lee, then Deborah McMichael. He's going through all that changes, you know, first Jim Cornette. Then, it, you know, Andrade is becoming that guy. Because AEW is like, yeah. we're paying him all that money. And I also think it's like... Um, Tony Khan's ego a bit. He has to show Vince I can push him the way you couldn't because at the moment, the benchmark of his North American career is still NXT. And yes. the only thing that he's known for in the main roster is great matches with Mysterio. That's the only thing people can point to besides odd jobber matches where he looked great. But his benchmark for performance I would, in North I would America... Say- I liked his matchups with Rey Mysterio. Drew, don't get me wrong, but I, right, yeah. I think I, I think the match against Pac was his best work since NXT. Honestly, hey, listen, I ooh, I don't know because when Mysterio came back, you remember Mysterio did them 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 moon souls from the shoulders and stuff like oh, that no, made him look d- hot. Don't get me <laughs> wrong, they were they were great matches, but 
yeah. kind of all meshed together after a while because they did it so often. They did it so often and they went back to the well so many times that I can't tell you which one was the best one. So it was like first they one. all meshed the together. It's, it's exactly. Maybe the first one was the best one, but I don't even remember what that was because they all meshed together after a while. So I don't, I can't just, it's like, it's like you put, you put, uh, you know, you know, ten steaks in front of me, and they're all—they're all, you know, different, different varieties, but they all are very well done or or medium rare, however you like your steaks. And but if you give me five in a row, I can't tell you which one is the best. And they probably there is one that's probably better, but if you put them all in a row, I'm gonna say all of them are the best. So. Yeah, they were all great, and that was his best work on the main roster. But I would say this match with Pac is going to stand out more than any of those matches. 110%. Before we continue, I just want to say quickly, I love Kenny Omega promos. I was just messing around because I want that's to... That's an easy button to press. I love his promos. His promos, I love his goofy promos. I love the fact that he's corny. That's one of the things I love. And also the fact is, I think the people that say that you can't cut a promo are the ones that's used to WWE's monotone yeah. dictionary defining promos i'm gonna cut a long 15 minutes no i relate to kenny omega because he talks like a comic book nerd he's you know he's not cool on purpose and i love the fact he's so natural within his own skin i love kenny omega okay i just want to say that he's one of my favorites it's easy to rag on him because i know it's going to get people to pop their pimples it, on the screen an easy button to push you just go for Why the not? easy ones don't you in terms of chavo what do you think happened to him next after with this Spanish I think that he, I, I honestly think that he was always a temporary deal. But if he is signed with AEW, because we never saw the Chavos All Elite or heard wow. anything about him signing a deal, so I think that it was always supposed to be temporary until Rick kind of. I, I, I don't know because Rick has come out and said that he's friends with Tony Khan. So did Rick have a conversation with Tony Khan before he decided to ask for his release? It's it, it sounding a little fishy. That that smells a little bit more fishy to me than Samoa Joe being a part, uh, relinquishing the title and a part of this NXT rebrand. But I don't know. That's just me. Let's be free. Um, Unlike yeah. yourself, they will never snitch on their mothers and say that, yeah, <laughs> I was part of negotiations <laughs> to get Rick Hill ways to have the contract. Let's remember that. You, you should learn from Tony Carter, Ric Flair, power of deflection. And also, yeah, you're you, gonna you, get me in trouble. I'm sorry, I have to. <laughs> but you back on me. It's great to get you in a hot seat this week. Another quick question: Are you one of those people that hate Andrade wrestling in pants? You went into wearing traditional trunks. Are you one of those people that's not? Do you like his outfit? It, Are you? It threw me off the first time that he wrestled in it against uh, Matt Seidel, but now I'm just kind of used to it and I'm okay with it because it it makes him look like he just came out the club and he decided to wrestle. And thank, thank you, John Cena, for making me tolerate it. Because I used to be a traditionalist. I used to hate seeing people. And thank you, Baron Corbin, as well. There's a lot of people that helped me. Kevin yeah. Owens is the big one. Because I was like, oh, yeah. he's wrestling in shorts and T-shirt. You know, and the ECW, thank you, Tommy Dreamer and Raven. There's so many different people. But Chavo, let's do an, an obituary about his run as a manager. I love Chavo. When he first came out, I was excited. Because, you know, Vicky Strick has run kind of, you know, kind of dour, has gone sour. She's more on the negative spectrum of her persona. She used to have she used to have a nice balancing act of a persona, but she's gone full full screechy. Chavo just did not he did not have that sort of he did not emit kind of 
hierarchy, you know? He came across, he was like he was the janitor put on a suit to come out with the businessman. He just didn't fit. Even the way he talked, his demeanor was a bit too jokey. While Andrade's being cool. And yeah, Trump, yeah, man. You know, what? Plane, what? You know, it's kind of like he's doing a bit. Like he's in a Kevin, you know, Kevin Hart, you know, comedy or something like that. He was doing a bit while Andrade was in like a, a, a Scarface mob film. And he was too much of a bumbling sidekick kind of deal. He should have played it much yeah. more even keel. But Ric Flair, God help us. If you don't, he might... <sighs> I can already see Twitter. Oh, he is outshining Andrade. He's got all the charisma, blah blah. But I hope. Do you, he puts more do you think? Do you think Andrade should go babyface if he is going to be managed by Ric Flair? Because I think he should. Because what? I don't see how people are going to boo Ric Flair. It's Ric Flair. It's so? Ric Flair at seventy-two years old. He almost died. Why, why would you want to boo Ric Flair? Because Ric Flair, for as long as you know SP3, how long have you been a wrestling fan, and how long do you know that man's allergic to being a heel? This is all. I mean, no, he's allergic to being a baby face. That's for sure. That is. Sorry, sure. yeah, sorry. Ric Flair, to be, yeah. He, he, yeah, he always wants to be a true heel. But and I'm just saying, I, I'm, I'm not booing Ric Flair. Uh, I'm gonna to. be. <laughs> what Everybody needs to. If he's gonna be an effective heel, he's gonna go up the card. I think that it does improve Andrade and his potential to get up the card in AEW. So I, I'm definitely with you that this is the best move for him and definitely an upgrade from Vicky or Chavo Guerrero. But yes, I think that we are, are hitting the 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 home stretch here. I, I, I that's what I was about to ask you. We're hitting the home stretch, so. Set is going to read out whatever Hocha chat we have left. You can try to get it in as fast as you can. WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestling Daily. Thank you so much for everyone that's joined us so far. We got over 200 people watching us live. Remember to drop a like on this video. You can hit the subscribe button if you're a new set. Let's hear what the people have to say. I did say I was going to sing this for you guys. So here, here it goes. Yeah, you did. You did. <clears throat> Adam Cohen, BTE. Trying to figure out the last four years is the best, the best, the Ooh. best, the best. <laughs> that, that was that's what we said, you know. That was from Ricardo. That was good. Thanks, man. Thanks. I told you, sing. I'm a man of my word, guys. That was no good. Sad. We we. Mm. Me and Alex are not going to invite you to be a part of our R&B group because you'll make us look bad and we would just become backup singers. But you, you, we could start a whole different one. You know how they had, you know, uh, boys to men and then <laughs> they had groups coming. They had new edition and then, you know, you know, you have different groups coming out of it. We'll do a whole separate group where we're your backup singers because you're really good, sir. Yeah, thank thank you guys. I, I told you I'll do it, and then no, but SB3, you got vocal chops as well. I, I heard you on, on Quizomania. I watch your stuff. You got you hold notes, and you you, you know you got you got a decent voice. You look like you're a relic from the nineties. It should be in a new Jack Swing group. I, I, I sing. I, back I, again. I, I sing more like Jerome from Martin. I said Jerome in the house. I said Jerome in the house. Oh, oh, shut your mouth without a doubt in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Mocha Mondays. You know. Exactly. Mocha Mondays is hit your screens. Thank you so much to Sat. Thank you for everyone who's been watching us live. Sat, tell the people where they can find you on social media and what's on tap for tomorrow on Wrestling Daily. Well, first of all, I'm Sat 
next two. It can even be sat next two days or sat next Tuesday because I'm always on Tuesdays as well. But also, um, I'm in tomorrow. Call in, guys. If you got an opinion, stuff you want to say, heck, if you never called in before, please call in with your hot takes. Uh, also, we talk about the titular news. Is myself and the Irish chief, Alex McCarthy. But something really, really important. SB3 here is close to having a 1,000 followers on Twitter. Please, if you haven't followed it, followed him on Twitter, follow him. Be that 1,000 subscriber. If you're that 1,000 subscriber, I might sing a song for you too on the show next Monday. Come on, buddy. What are you waiting for? Why are you allergic to pushing the follow button? Follow SB3. Drew Hill Heat as well on YouTube. Follow that as well. Do you want to get to what? 1,000 K subscribers? Well, you're over them now. But anyway, yeah, you want to get here? Come on, guys. Follow the team. Also, follow at Rest Daily. That's us on Twitter. At Rest Daily. We're trying to build that Twitter following up as well. Follow us everywhere. Resting Daily, brother. You just need the higher set to be your hype man. And this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen. Remember to drop the like. Hit the subscribe button if you're new. Share this video with your friends. For Sad E, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. My finger of doom is coming to end the broadcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.